Kelly, it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. <clears throat> I'm so happy to see you. I am so happy to see you. And I'm sorry I didn't let you do your intro part. You didn't let me do the hooker? Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Emma. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was like, what's that hook? What's the hook? Yeah, we didn't talk about it, so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. And I was like, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wing it. Or what do you call it? I'm going to egg it. Yeah. We're yeah. not making it, people. You look fun. I I came to play today, people. Came, came to, to play. play. Yep. Yeah. I got my sunglasses, I got my earrings, and I am raring and ready to go. Her future is so bright, she's got to wear shades. I mean, I'm just saying, that's how that's how we roll. Yep, that's it. Yep. You're looking fine and fabulous, and I want to shout out to everyone who is watching the show. Thank you. Um, and the fact that you're back, I mean, it's pretty good. We have some interesting nuggets tonight. I'm so excited about tonight. Tonight is tonight. Super, I I think it's life changing in my opinion. That's pretty really remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So it is we, remarkable. Do we want to start with um, what we've talked about in the past? Let's say. Can you not hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I thought you were like, mm -hmm. hey, speak up. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, let's go. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Pat, get it? She's all ears. Yeah, all ears. All ears. And I keep looking at Kelly because I'm so I'm gonna look at you. Okay. Yeah. I don't so. even am I looking at the camera right now? Yeah, you are. Okay. You always do it seamlessly because you have an actual webcam. Yeah. So you can move it. Yeah, but I'm always looking at you, at you when you speak. Yeah. Yeah. And then I rewatch the broadcast. I'm like, her her the whole time I'm like, er. <laughs> nah. Nah. I'm not centered with the world tonight. Well, all right. So okay. we have talked moving about, on. <laughs> moving on. Burr, burr. All right. We have talked about over the past couple episodes who we are, what we're doing here, what our mission is. Our mission is 100% to help women all over the world find themselves, find their purpose, but let go of all that is holding them down. And we're starting with and focusing on weight right now. Yeah. We're talking about weight, but everything that we say can be applied to every aspect of your life. Yes. Kelly and I had the, the, you know, a discussion this morning and when we were speaking, it was like, oh my gosh, this sounds, you know, this is applicable to an entrepreneur who started off excited and like, you know, with such belief and momentum and then you hit a wall. And then, you know, you start to doubt yourself and you're in your business a few years later going, what's going on? You know, where's that passion? Where's that excitement? I thought this would be a big thing, but you don't realize that it's actually your subconscious mind. So this is applicable to relationships, to parenting, to so many things. Once you learn how your mind works, I mean, yeah, you're unlocking the, the secrets. Yeah. And it's. The secret is not how to get that huge job promotion or how to lose a million pounds or how to get that nice car that you want. The secrets are to unlock happiness within. Yeah. It's happiness. so that it can help you love every single day, no matter what you have, no matter what is in front of you and handle everything that's thrown at you. 
And that's what we really want to help you guys understand is that it's all inside you. It is. You know, people say I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to go find myself or, you know, I'm, you know, going to travel for a bit and try to find out who I am. But who you are stays with you no matter where you go. Yeah. And it's just, you know, wherever you go, you're with you. So if you're unhappy here, if I'm unhappy here in Montreal on Monday, I'm not going to be happier in Jamaica on Friday. I might be more relaxed. I might be more caught up in the excitement of the, oh, this is different. Mm -hmm. But long term, the unhappiness that's within me is, is going to follow me there. Might yeah. take a week or two because I'm taking advantage of the drinking package and the sun's there and the music's good, but it's going to catch up with you. And they say it's the same thing with drinking as well. You know, like if you have, if you have a huge problem at work and you come home and you drink your face off, that problem's still going to be there after you're done doing that. Yeah. So we love ourselves. Some of yeah. us with food, some of us with gambling, some of us with porn, some of us with you know, whatever it is, and some of us with booze. Um, but it's all, again, tied into Kelly explaining it so beautifully a couple episodes ago. One of the foundational rules of the mind is that your mind's job is to move you away from pain and bring you to pleasure. So if you're unhappy in your job, Kelly, and you're doing this all day long, being miserable, but you're weighed down by the obligations of real life, you don't see a way out. You're going to numb yourself with the alcohol. Yeah. Speaking of porn, what <laughs> you said, porn. So this I'm saying, yeah. this, this, hmm. speaking, speaking of porn, did we want to do a little uh, role playing today? Oh, okay. You're like, oh, that's where you were going. That's, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, I was like, um, I mean, it's almost Sorry. here in the province of Quebec. So I wasn't sure if I heard porn or porn, and then I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm not prepared. I wasn't lubed up. Ah. Yeah. So, so we've been talking about the Kema method and what that is and where we're going with all of this. And main point, I told you, we're here to help you find the inner happiness, the inner joy in life. And so that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you can bring that with you. Yeah. You don't have to go find it. We want to be here to tell you that you can find it already because it's already there. So we're going to show you, we're going to give you little tools along the way to find that inside yourself. So what we've been doing is the Kema method. So I, we talked about before, Emma talked about it way, she explains it way better than I do, but it's Kema, K-E-M-M-A, right? So we did the K, the knowing your why, yeah. and we did the E, we did um, rules of the mind and then education. And now we're at M. So M is mindset. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to get real, real general. So we're going to take like a step back here and back up the truck and give you a broad idea of what is going on upstairs. And Emma has the best explanation ever of what this all really, really is. Can you enlighten us, dear? Yeah, so the subconscious mind is, you know, it's a term that people use it often. It's, you know, it's all, almost become trendy in our industry. It's like, yeah, the subconscious mind, but to know what the roles are are great, but to know what its purpose is and how, how it evolves through your life 
and how when you're born in your body, what is the job of the subconscious mind primarily and what parts of it are tweakable? They're upgradable. You know, you can upgrade your coding. That's what we do, right? That's with hypnotherapy. We guide you into a trance, help you quiet down your mind, your conscious mind, your analytical mind, the monkey mind. And we help you get to that subconscious part. And that's how we're able to access the limiting beliefs. And we can tweak that. And then we can reframe and upgrade, you know, your coding, your programming. So that's great to know. But the subconscious mind, and I was having this conversation with Kelly, and she's like, you have to talk about this. And I was like, eh, okay. So the way, the way I interpret it is that when we're born, we're born with a clean hard drive, right? The subconscious mind is your hard drive. That's been totally wiped clean. Now, if you're spiritual, then my belief is that there's a part of that it's like a little USB key that comes along with us from lifetime to lifetime. That little USB key that's plugged into that hard drive is, you know, what I call the karmic collection or the lessons that you have to work through uh, in your lifetimes. What are we here to learn? What are we here to go through? That one we can't tweak. But the hard drive in itself, um, imagine buying, you know, a brand new laptop. It has some apps pre-programmed in it. So that would be, you know, your reflexes, like you know how to cry, you know how to do those things. So that in your mind is built in. But everything else, your subconscious mind, is a clean slate. You're born with a perfect attitude towards food. You're just born pure positive energy, pure loving positive energy. And all you, all you desire, all you want is to be seen, loved, and heard right? Like you want attention um, and you're here to bring joy, but there's nothing in there. It's a clean slate, a blank slate. And when I was, I get, I get really caught up in this stuff. So Kelly stopped me. But if you think of all of the layers from the moment you're born, you start hearing. And although you can't necessarily understand the words, you can feel the energy. And so from the minute you're out of the womb, you have the nurses, the doctors, the commotions in that room. And then you have whoever holds you first. And they're from that moment, you can hear inside the womb. So I should actually say, you know, from the moment you're conceived. But we'll talk about out of the womb because that's a little less woohoo. So think of Can I stop you real fast? Yeah. That um, we've done a bunch of um, sessions with people who, we, when we have regressed them, have taken us back to when they are actually... In, in the womb. Can we not? Can we not do this in the? Okay. I'm sorry, my friends. <laughs> so in the womb. No, stop that. Stop that right now. So, um, what yeah, this is true. They have, they have gone back to hearing somebody say something because you're, you know, your hearing is developed when you're in the womb. Why is my nose so red? Yeah, that's why I brought it up, and I was like, well, let's talk about outside the womb. But you do hear yeah. everything. So just think of when you're put on earth yeah. or, you know, before, as soon as you're put on earth, you are wiped clean of anything that has ever happened to you before, anything you think, anything like that. You still have this small drive that Emma was talking yeah. about. Like, like, like a little, little yeah. part of it that's untouchable to us. But there is stuff that when you are inside your mother's stomach. That's when it starts. 
you are picking up on things that are happening and people go back to an imprint from that early on and they're like i don't know i'm in the in my mom's stomach i can hear somebody say something they don't want me they don't need me you know so that's when you start picking up on things or you're born and it's like you know before we had the technology finding out what the sexes was you can hear that the father's disappointment or the mother's disappointment oh my god it's another boy oh my god it's another girl what am I going to do with another girl? That's absolutely right. Yeah. And then you carry that on for the rest of your life thinking that you're not wanted. But you don't know it consciously. And that's why this is so powerful and I get so passionate. So now you're in the hospital room and it starts or you're in the womb if you're, you know, spiritual and you believe in that. Um, you start hearing things. Now think from the moment that you're born, everything that's going on around you in the hospital, then you're brought home. If you have siblings, they're projecting all of their energies, all of their emotions, all of their comments. Your subconscious mind cannot differentiate between sarcasm, between, oh, this is just, you know, your two-year-old brother who's being a bit jealous. He doesn't actually hate you. So all of those things going on. And then you start school. Even before that, think of the aunts and uncles coming over. Think of the grandparents, the grandparents, all of the influences. So then you start saying imprints. Imprints are all of these things that are happening. Yeah, exactly. That's the right word. Imprint is the right word. Um, but everyone's perception, opinion, point of view is thrown at you. And so you're kind of going through life going, oh, oh. And, you know, we put so much emphasis on figures of authority, right? When you're small, grown-ups, you obey the grown-ups. Even some of the grown-ups that, you know, aren't treating children the best or didn't treat you the best or took advantage of you as a child, but that's still in our society. You know, you respect your elders. Anyone who's older than you is a figure of authority. So all of that. You start elementary school. Think of all of the situations from the clothes you wear. You start comparing yourself to others. You start, you know, wondering why you don't have a house as big as your friend's house is or why your hair is curly and someone else's hair is straight. So all of that accumulation, we haven't even gotten to high school yet. And that's what we were saying this morning. I'm like, Kelly, I haven't even mentioned, you know, companies, TV. When I grew up, there wasn't any Twitter and TikTok and social media. We didn't have cell phones. We had television and Saturday morning cartoon the ads, you know. So you're constantly bombarded. These these messages, these, this information is constantly thrown at you and that's all being recorded in your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. But you don't know that it's being recorded. And that's the thing, that's where hypnosis comes in. And Emma will get to all this, but that's where you're taking in all of this information. And when we say like filters and, you know, stuff like that, like that's what it is. Like you're taking in all this information, like what people's opinions are and what, happened like yeah what you're you're going from what your parents have told you yeah. is the way to act and the way to do things and the way like so you are not given that that ability to stay pure and to stay connected to who you are because so many things have been thrown at you and have given you this view of life that's not really your view and it's not that you're to be you through that. Yeah. Because from a, from a young age, you know, we talk about this and I have a, so many clients and I'm sure you Kelly as well on your end. Um, 
that from a young age, they knew something was wrong. Like that didn't feel right to them. Like I'm talking two, three, four years old, they'll be in a session that I didn't want to do that. I knew that wasn't right. That's the inner guidance system. That's that USB key trying to keep you. So from a young age, you know, things don't feel right, but think of how many times in your life, something hasn't felt right. You've kind of shrugged it off as like, Oh, I must feel that way because you know, my, my mom felt that way or my grandma felt that way or whatever it is. So we actually mute out that pure positive connection that we have to ourselves, to our, our higher selves because of all the noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're, if you're doing something and you, and you like, let's say you don't want to, um, you don't like red cars. Okay. You're eight years old and you don't like red cars. And your mom says to you, Oh, stop. Red cars are amazing. And then that your inner guidance had already told you that you don't like red cars, but somebody else told you at a young age, that's an authority figure. You should like red cars. There's nothing wrong with red cars. Now you're 45 years old and you're like, I love red cars, but I'm not happy in this red car. Why am I not happy in this red car? Because you never liked red cars. Somebody else told you to like this red car. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Yeah, it, it makes total sense. And, you know, if you throw on to that religion, which, you know, everyone has their own beliefs and we're all entitled to that. And that's great. But now you're growing up in a house where people's opinions, point of view, schools, friends, organized sports, again, figures of authorities, coaches, imprinting, imprinting, telling you how you should be, what you should do. You're seeing all the other kids, everyone else in your neighborhood. And then you go to this, you know, place of religion and worship. And again, you're being told what kind of human you should be, even if that doesn't resonate with you. And then you're labeled, you're a sinner. If you do this, you're a bad person. If you do that, then you start developing this fear, the fear of God or the fear of not being a worthy person on top of all of the other layers. So this is deep. And, you know, side note, why this is important is because how many times do we hear, oh my God, you know, this is great. Like, I'm sure it's going to be a breeze because I've already identified what's going on in my life. Like, you know, my dad was a narcissist and my mom was a hypochondriac. And so I've done a lot of inner work and shadow work. That's great. But guess what? I'm willing to bet the price of the session that when we induce you and we get to the root cause, it's not going to be any of those things. Because you're consciously aware of that, and it's going to be something that's going to go, yeah. You go, what in the world? You'll remember something from the time you were two or three or in the womb or seventeen. Someone in passing, your driving instructor, made a comment that you know what, you're always going to be a bad driver. You're, my gosh, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't get in a car, I wouldn't drive. And then you'll go, oh my God, that's why, that's why, that's why. And those are things that we tend to shrug off and forget. But this is. This is the point of tonight's show. What you think you figured out is not the root cause. Yeah. And there are a lot of labels that you put on yourself. And we're going to go into four of them that are four things that most people fall back on and fall to and fall in these four categories that lead you to reasons why you self-sabotage or lead you to reasons why you can't let this weight go or why you can't end your addiction or whatever. And I mean, you want to go into one of them, one of the, uh, the four roles. Yeah. So think of your hard drive as being this perfect clean slate, right? Like 
you bring the computer home and now the influences start, right? You're surfing the web and it's like, oh, download this program, it's free. Oh, download this, it's free. Download this, it's free. Oh, I'm just gonna download this app. Oh, I'm gonna download this one. Oh, I'm gonna get, you know, whatever it is, Twitch or whatever, E360 TV. And so you start putting things and you think you've got control and all of a sudden you start to lose control because behind those things that you're downloading, there's more coding and messaging. And the, your primary environment, which is your, you know, your home life, we tend to absorb the imprints of the people that are around us, that are our primary caregivers. Mm-hmm. Because our only, one of our only, our greatest desire when we're little is to be seen, heard, and nurtured. That's all we want, right? We just want to feel that connection. We want to be held and touched and laughed and goo gaga. That's what that's we're pure positive light, pure positive energy. So we learn through the behaviors of others, through our imprint, our coding, and what we absorb in our subconscious mind, the behaviors and patterns of others. And one of you know my favorite examples of this is you know perhaps you were raised in a home where one of your parents was always ill or always sick or too tired or too depressed or someone who got overwhelmed. And so you learned by default that they would get to check out of life because of what was going on with them. And so you learned that, you know, you couldn't be too loud around mom because mom had to take a nap because mom always had migraines and mom was overwhelmed with work. And so your aunt would come over and, but mom got a lot of attention. Mom got so much attention and everyone would be quiet. Everyone would kind of walk on eggshells around her and everyone would do you know, what mom wants when mom wants it because she's she's sick, right? I'm sick, I'm not feeling well. Bring me my pills, I'm not feeling well. I'm gonna go lay down, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I can't do the housework today. So what do you learn as a child? You learn that in order for you to get actual attention from your mom because she was checked out of life, that most probably the only time she's giving you the attention that you want and need is when you're not feeling well when something dramatic is happening in your life, right? So when you're hurt, mom will come out of that to take care of you for a few minutes. And when you're young, it's kind of like, oh, well, mom's there and she's, you know, cleaning off my knee. I fell off my bike and she's disinfecting it and she's there. And even if it's just for a few minutes, your subconscious mind goes, oh my God, I love this. This is, this is wonderful. Mommy's here with me. She's paying attention to me. And unconsciously, you're going to go through life thinking and believing that in order for you to get attention, you have to be sick. You have to be sick. You have to be ill. Something has to be wrong with you because that's how you get attention. So this manifests as illnesses in your life or in high school, you know, you would get really, you got your period, you got it really, really bad. Like you would throw up and you would get headaches and your stomach would hurt and your whole life, your period has just been the worst and so awful. And you start anticipating it. And as you grow older, you get in a relationship. And now you're, this person that you're with is when I get my period, like I can't vacuum, I can't wash the floors, I can't do anything. My period is horrible. It's horrendous. Because when mom had her period, it was horrible and horrendous. And she would check out for a few days and she got attention. Dad did the housework. The kids did all of the things. And subconsciously now you've acquired this imprint that this is how you get attention. This is how people care and nurture mm-hmm. you. So and so it's so profound. 
<clears throat> sorry, it goes back to what you need and want and desire in life is that attention, connection, and to be seen and heard. Everybody wants that in life. You know, you think about any situation, like that's what everyone wants and that's what everyone seeks to get. So we use the word in society and in life, the victims of life, right? You will have the exact same experience as those people. You will be exactly at the same bank at the same time that the bank was robbed. But if you were a fly on the wall and you would hear the two versions of the stories, it was much worse for them. They've been traumatized. Like this was the absolute worst experience. And then you have the other person who will look at it from the point of view and say, well, I'm lucky to be alive. We survived it. It could have been much worse. But these victims, which we call learned helplessness, have learned that in situations where they're helpless, someone will rescue them. Someone will pity them. They will get that nurturing care and attention. Yep. So, so the victims in your life, it's not their fault, really. Yeah. So it's, it's learned behavior. So it is learned helplessness. And it is to the point of, you don't even know that you've done this. You don't even know that you are a victim of this because it's been embedded in your head as you know, your parents were like this or somebody was like this that you saw and you learned this behavior. Oh, if I'm sick, yeah, then I will get attention. If I'm sick, then somebody will do this for me. If I'm sick, I don't have to show up as myself and do anything the real way so doctors right how do you get like you go to the doctor and you're not feeling well mm -hmm. and the doctor can't find anything but he's spending time with you mm -hmm. he's listening to you he's seeing you he's paying attention to you then you have all of these physicians and nurses who are running these tests and oh my god we're gonna find out what's wrong with you and oftentimes they can't really find anything because you're manifesting these symptoms and it, it can go on and on and on. And so the first role that, you know, so, we uncover when we work with people is the learned helplessness, the victims. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Then we, have, we have the perfectionist, right? Yeah. You have to be perfect at something. So you are always, always striving to be perfect, but you never, nothing's ever going to be perfect. So you don't start at things. How does that go back to your dieting, your weight loss, your showing up in life? It always goes back to perfectionism. You're not gonna, you're gonna start your diet. You're going to eat healthy. You're gonna be wonderful at it. And then three weeks in, you mess up and you're like, oh, I'm no good at this. I can't continue because it's, I'm not doing it perfectly. So I'm gonna stop doing it. And then I'm going to go do something else. And it's just, you fall into that category. Um, yeah. I don't want to, I yeah. mean, you know that we're running up on time for all that we want to do. So I just want to keep the other ones. Yeah. But perfectionism is a, is a great one. We'll run through them quickly. But like Kelly was saying, it'll either prevent you from starting or you'll quit the minute something goes on and life is sprinkled with contrast. So there's going to be challenges. And like she said, you're going to, you know, get on this diet. You're super excited. You're pumped. The conditions are finally right. And a few days in, oops, a little, you know, contrast is sprinkled an unexpected event. And you're just going to give up. You're going to say, no, this isn't going to work for me because you can foresee that the conditions will not be perfect. And that's why it's very important not to define your success as 
I am like sticking to this diet and I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. And if I'm not losing a hundred pounds, I'm going to quit. That's why diets don't work. Yeah. Cause you can't, you will never succeed at that until, yeah. you know, I don't even know until. Yeah. And think of the victim, right? The victim starting the diet. Well, diets don't work for them because nothing ever works for them and everything's always the worst for them. So I'm not going to start. So I'm not going to start. And if I do start, well, you know, it didn't work and I want my money back because you know what, or this made me sick. I took the supplement. Everyone said it was great. I'm supposed to lose 10 pounds, but it didn't work for me. It made me sick. Yeah. So I want my money back. So, you know, and then there's the third one, which is the rebel. Yeah. The rebel is someone who's been so overly criticized and that resonance we were talking about that it just doesn't resonate with you you know that the figures of authority the people in your environment what they're saying doesn't sit right with you it doesn't sound right it doesn't that's not nice that's mean you shouldn't be saying that to your child you shouldn't be treating people that way and so when they tell you do you really need you know another helping of food do you really want to wear that swimsuit yeah, the rebellious like attitude huh I said, and then you're like, yes, actually, I do. And like, I need a second, and I need a third, yeah. and I'm going to wear the tiniest dental floss bikini, but you don't realize that you're developing this attitude in life. So any kind of, you know, opinion that doesn't resonate with yours now is, you know, turned into ego primarily, yep. but you're rebelling against yourself, and you're hurting yourself but you don't realize what the root cause is, is that your inner guidance system was telling you that's not right. This doesn't feel right. I don't like the way I'm being treated or spoken to, but you don't want to prove them right. Yeah. So let's say that you, you have a family that is always constantly like being like, mm, do you really want to eat that extra ice cream? And you're like, yeah, I do. You know? And then they're like, well, you know, maybe you should lay off a little bit. And then you're like, you know what? You shouldn't be talking to me like that. So you should love me the way I am. Yeah. You should love me for who I am. So now I'm going to keep this weight on to show you that what you say doesn't bother me. And, and I'm going to pretend I'm comfortable in it when yeah. I'm around you, but I'm secretly dying inside. Yes. You know? Yeah. And we know, we know people like this, that you, you're like, why are you keeping this extra hundred pounds on when you know that it's wrong? And you're, and people are like, because, I'm supposed to love myself. I'm supposed to love myself. There's nothing wrong with my body. There's nothing wrong with me, but you're only hurting yourself because you're punishing somebody in third grade that told you that you didn't look nice in a dress. Yeah. You know, so like these are things that you uncover when you are in hypnosis so that you can uncover that because your mind is holding on to this. And once yeah. you let it go, that's when everything else lets go. The fourth role is probably what's going to resonate with, you know, a lot of women the most. And I know that this, you know, resonates with me and um, Kelly and I, and that's the care. So you've learned in your life that you're the one that takes care of everyone. So maybe you had siblings and you were one of three or four siblings and they all had the different roles. You know, you had a sister or brother who was rebellious and out of control and out of hand. You had one that was the victim that everything was happening to them all the time. You had the rebel, you know, sibling, or maybe one of your parents was the rebel. And then you have this, you know, mom who's not well, who's ill, who, and, you know, I'm not saying that maybe your mom or your parents' um, diseases or illnesses were fake or made up, you know, it could have been a very real illness or sickness. And the family had to contribute to helping her keep her well. 
and you were the one that was always there for mom. You were the one that would remind her to take her medicine, make sure the dishes were clean, remind the brothers and sisters that, you know, don't forget your backpack, don't forget to do your homework. Mom is taking a nap. And from a young age, mom would say things to you like, thank God you're here. You're an angel, you're my savior. You know, without you, ugh, everything would be terrible. Everything would fall apart. I'm glad I can count on you. That is so heavy. And it sounds like it's a beautiful thing coming from a parent, but the amount of responsibility that you're dumping on a child who's meant to just run, play, have fun and be free and wild and curious is absolutely incredible. And that is for a lot of women, a lot of people and men too, almost insurmountable in a lifetime. The amount of responsibility because they grow up thinking that they're the glue, that they're the ones that have to take care of everything and everyone because if not, you know, everything around them is going to fall apart. And that's heavy. And this shows up today with, I don't have time for myself. I can't make time for myself. Everyone needs me. I have to take care of everyone because that's my job. That's my role. And that stems back from either a grandma or an aunt or someone telling you that without, without you taking care of them, everything would fall apart. That's so heavy. So you cannot put time for yourself in your day because that's so not scared. yeah you feel like oh my god like someone's gonna die someone's gonna get sick something's gonna fall apart the house is gonna burn down mm -hmm. if i don't show up and be the glue yeah and so why are we talking about all of this because we're awesome ah <laughs> uh, no we are we are telling you guys all of this because this is what comes up in sessions for us that once people realize this and once you like knowledge is the best power in the world. Like you, once you know what's going on with you, then you can let it go because you're like, Oh, that's why I always never make time to work out or never make my own meal because I'm always leaning back on this caregiver or, Oh, that's why I won't lose weight because my dad always told me that I needed to lose weight. So I'm rebelling against it. Oh, that's why I can't show up and be who I'm supposed to be because I'm always sick because yeah. I was always taught that to be sick is how you get love or everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And these are things that you just always fall back on and you have identified yourself as that person. You put yourself in that box. Yeah. But once you realize that you're not that person, that you have learned to be that person, you can unlearn it. You can unlearn it. And that's the liberating part. Yes. And that is how liberating it is. And that's what we focus most of our energy on is wiping your hard drive clean so that you can be who you're meant to be. So you yeah. can stop leaning back on all of these things that you have learned in your life from people who meant well and still mean well, but they have taught you something that is no longer serving you. And oftentimes what they've learned is from, you know, people who have those same patterns, roles and behaviors in their lives. So, you know, we tend to think that, you know, what our parents are, the people who bring us up, our caregivers, everything that they say is law, it's the way it goes. But think of their background, think of how they were brought up. So all of this is like playing a game of telephone, right? And you're doing this from generation to generation and trying to adapt to the changing times and the modernizing of times. So there's a lot of junk in your trunk um, and the beauty of it is that your subconscious mind knows exactly where we need to go 
when we're doing, you know, a hypnosis session with you and we're guiding you to identifying your limiting beliefs. So what need not come up won't. And there's nothing that we can let go of for you. There's nothing we can erase, eradicate. We can't change your beliefs for you. You do this. The powerful thing is that you're able to do it when the monkey mind is quiet. You're able to pinpoint it. You guys remember connect the dots? You know those sheets of connect the dots when you were younger and you would just start off with all these little numbers and you would just connect. That's what we do. We help you identify the beliefs and then connect the dots to all the situations that you're unhappy with. And then you get the big picture yeah. and then you decide if you're ready to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Because something that your mom or dad, and I want to say this again, your mom and dad are not bad people. Their no, mom and dad are not bad people. No one's bad people. We're just learning. Whoever raised you, they did not mean ill by teaching you what they've taught you. They were going from what they know. They don't even know that what they were teaching you was wrong. You know, like when you grow up and your parents tell you, not your parents, but like 200 million years ago, you know, when they tell you like not to like a certain person, like that carries through. And eventually people start making up their own mind and being like, I don't want to not like that person, you know? So you have to do the work to try and find out erase what people have told you and say, why, why am I like this right now? Is it because somebody told me to be like this or is it because this is how I really want to be? Yeah. Cause most likely you're, you're doing something when it comes to your weight. I'm speaking specifically about when it comes to your yeah. weight, you're doing something, you're holding on to this weight because of something that has happened in the past that has caused you to believe that, that it's better for you to hold on to it. And think of it, it's not, sometimes in one case, it's, you know, very cut, 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 copy, paste, and it's one situation that has affected you. But think of being bullied in school. That was something that, you know, reoccurred that happened many times. And so the belief has just been ingrained in your mind over time. At first you were like, well, I know that's not right. Well, that's not nice. And then you kind of run home and you tell your parents and they're like, oh, no, he's throwing rocks at you because he likes you. You're like, huh? He likes me. Oh, okay. He treats me like that because he likes me. Then you're even more fucked up. Oh, excuse me. You're even more. <laughs> I think, yeah, we're not on daytime TV. But your mind is kind of like, oh, the mom said the boy likes me. So the boy's throwing rocks at me while he's calling me a fat, dirty pig. Hmm. Can you imagine like your mind is just like, what's going on? And you're this just beautiful, innocent child going, that doesn't sound right. I don't think I'm a fat, stinky pig. And I don't like mom. Her. Mom, this boy doesn't like me. And I don't want the boy to like me, to treat me like that. Mom, protect me. And so you come home the next day. And, mom, this boy said this again. Well, he'll get over it. He'll find someone else. And you're thinking, oh, I don't want him to pick on any of my friends. And then over time, you're like, my parents aren't really protecting me because they think the boy will get over it. I'll get over it. Sit somewhere else. Or they'll ask the teacher to move you. Or... So now you're not being protected by the people and not just moms. I keep saying moms, but dad or whoever you go see the principal. But your your greatest desire in that moment is to be protected for someone to protect you and to say, that's not right. You know, this is a human being. But no, we're told stories. I ah, get over it. You'll get over it. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll move on. Or he says this or she says that because she's jealous of your hair. Yeah, oh. she, she's mean to you because she's jealous of you. The fuck. Yeah. Stop, but that's it. What we say. <laughs> Stop it. 
But it's true. I mean, I've, I've, as a mom, I've caught myself going, oh, it's just because, you know, he likes your, you know, he's just jealous of your running shoes. And then you say that and you're like, oh, okay, I got to deal with this situation. This person's making you feel uncomfortable. He's putting you down. We need to, you know, we need to talk about it. But that's, that's kind of like, you know, how we're raised. Yeah. yeah. So messed up. Yeah. So that also that situation there when, you know, you just want to be protected and you're not being protected. How's that go back to your weight? So some people keep weight on because it makes them feel protected. It makes them feel safe because. They uh, yeah. So you have armor. Yeah. So you're putting on this sheet of armor so that no one can hurt the real you and you underneath because no one protected you at that time. Yeah. It's same thing, you know, being abused sexually. If you're abused sexually or you're abused physically, the fear, shame, the being scared, maybe you did tell someone and no one believed you, the people who didn't believe you were supposed to protect you. Maybe you were too afraid to tell anyone because you were afraid that you would get even more hurt. And so this needing to be protected, no one believing you that, remember, you're, you know, you're born on this earth and all you wanna do is be loved, cared for, nurtured, seen, protected. That's all you want. Like, take care of me. I'm this, like, innocent little baby. I can't move. So hold me tight. I want to feel connection. I want to feel safe. And I want to feel love. Safe, connected, and love. Very simple. And now you're hurt. You're confused. You're scared. You're terrified. And you turn to people who are supposed to love, trust, and protect you. And they're not, they're not making you feel that. They're not meeting your needs. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? You turn inward. And with the help of your beautiful subconscious mind, this layer of protection, this armor manifests itself as weight, mm -hmm. weight. In that way you're, you know, you want to subconsciously be unattractive or you want less attention because everyone used to tell you you're such a pretty little girl. You're such a beautiful little girl. You're such a beautiful little boy. And that just creeps the hell out of you. Your subconscious mind's like, uh oh, we cannot be beautiful anymore. Beautiful means someone's going to take advantage of us or hurt us. No one's there to protect us. We need weight. Yeah. And you're sitting here 20, 30 years later trying to let go of the 100 pounds going. Why can't I lose this weight? Why can't I lose the weight? I'm following the instructions on this diet. It's not rocket science. And that's because your mind is saying, whoa, we need this weight. What do beautiful, you know? hurt, beautiful hurt. Yeah. Why are you trying to lose this weight? We need this weight. What do you mean? Why are you doing this? And that's why you need to get to a different level in your head to say, all right, let's I'm ready to let this go. It's no longer serving me. I don't need to be protected anymore. I'm not a 14 year old. I'm not a seven year old. I'm not a three year old. I can protect myself. No one can throw, no one can throw rocks at me and call me a pig or, you know, a stinky monkey or whatever it is. I don't remember what we said, you know, but no one can pull my hair anymore. And if they do, they're going to get what's coming to them because I'm in control. Yeah. And that's a big thing that we work on yeah. with our clients. We didn't take our our 15 second sizzle. Let's do it. Just yeah. do it now. Do it. We're going to take our sizzle. All right, people. Yep. We're going to sizzle. I love that tune. Yeah. I, I want to say one thing. I know some people are watching on Facebook. If you have any comments, questions, anything, 
type them in the comments and we can answer them right here, right now. And if you're watching live from Montreal and you'd like me to shout you out and you happen to be a hairdresser <laughs> and you want to help me with all of this that's going on right now, um, let's talk. Send me a DM and I will gladly shout out any local Montreal salons um, who are willing to, you know, deal with the rainbow. Uh, we're having some technical issues with the hair. But, uh, yes, I'm just saying, you know, if you guys want to. Or you want to dress Kelly and I, anyone in New Jersey, want to send us some cute little outfits where we're open-minded because um, I was telling Kelly, I'm like, we have to change outfits every show. Yeah. You can never wear the same thing. Oh, we can't wear any black. different colors besides blue and black. Pink, yeah. Blue, black. Neutral. Yeah. It's got to be neutral. Neutral. Exactly. And I was like, uh, black, like black and blue. Yeah. We need a new wardrobe. So if you're a clothing maker, fashion designer, and you want to work with us. We've got like 8,000 followers on TikTok. So we're like, we're, <laughs> we're, kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> we're such a big deal. Yeah. Still haven't heard back from Valerie Bertinelli or Phil Collins. I have to say I'm a little disappointed, yeah. but more time will come. So while we're here, um, let's talk about what's happening on July 18th. Oh my gosh. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. And I am sending Emma a pair of these that we're going to wear together and we're going to blow this shit up. She forgets that we are a country apart. And so she's sending them to me in the 18th and two dodos, two sleeps. So you got a USPS that shit. Yeah. How about so I just, they're adorable. <clears throat> I'm jealous. The okay. 18th. What's happening the 18th? The 18th is a party. So at 10 a.m. on the 18th, we have our regular Mindset Reset Workshop, which is always free. It's two hours, and it's so much fun. Come hang out with us. Um, the first hour, we teach you the rules of the mind. Um, you know, we help you identify your why. You get so many tools and nuggets, honestly. Um, yeah, really amazing. The second hour is the hypnosis. Yeah. That's at 10 a.m., so that's happening. You guys can, you know, click the link on Facebook on all of the things. We plaster that all the time. Everywhere, it's a good time. But the 18th is the live launch of our 12-week total transformation program. We are birthing the program. She's done months of work. Did you say we're birthing? We're birthing, Yeah. We're birthing. We've okay. birthed her. We've been working for months on this 12-week program. And why for months, you know, you're like, you guys do this every day. It shouldn't be that hard. It's 12 weeks. It's extremely intense. And it is for anyone who has 50 to 100 pounds or more to lose. So it's 12 weeks. I mean, if you have 20 pounds to lose and you want to come work with us, awesome. But 50 to 100 pounds over 12 weeks, it is so intense. Why it took us so long to put it together, we kept going back and forth, is that we wanted to make this program full circle, starting with really the foundation. So whatever you're living now, your environment, your bubble, your habits, your patterns, your beliefs, it's obviously not working for you. And so, you know, with hypnosis, we're going to go in there, identify the beliefs, but we want to help you peel away the layers. 
the layers of why it is you have the mindset and attitude that you have. What is the accumulation, the residual imprints of your environment, everything that has happened to you, your journey, your story. We want to know it. We want to learn it. And we want to help you lose weight from the inside out. It's powerful because we touch on mindset, body-mind connection, initiating you to a mindfulness practice, helping you develop or fine-tune your intuition, which is your best ally. We talked about that in Mindful Eating, Intuitive Eating episode. Go back and watch it. It was fantastic. Um, confidence. And, you know, we even go through the details of what happens when you, a few weeks into it, start just radiating and glowing pure positive love and energy for yourself, but the inside doesn't match the outside yet. And then the doubt creeps in. So every week, Kelly, it's 12 lives, 12 live sessions, 12 live hypnosis sessions over 12 weeks. So there's not going to be any more crusty little beliefs in there. You get tons of bonuses, you know, 12 uh, or seven guided self-hypnosis ranging from, you know, better sleep to making healthier food choices, better confidence, stepping into your confidence, your voice. I mean, this program is full circle all the way to the 12th week, which is a huge party and celebration. And as Kelly mentioned before, two to 10 pounds per week is the results we are seeing for women who have 50 or 50 pounds or more to lose. This is significant. This is not a diet. We're working with your mind. Yeah, um, this is not, we're, we're not giving you like a food plan or an exercise plan. Although we do try and guide you to the best things for you. 24 hour support, email support if you have questions for that. And we have a strength and conditioning coach on hand. Mike, I plugged you. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm trying to get Kelly's husband to like me a little more because I steal all of her time. And so you know, I got to, I got to finesse Mike a little bit. So Mike is a strength and conditioning coach professionally. And so we have him on hand but what we focus on is really just your alignment your body mind alignment getting you set solid confident so you can step into your greatness um you know we teach you how to identify your core values and beliefs yours um you know we help you create a vision board um but even before that, we go through the seven layer exercise, the knowing your why, and we shake you and rattle you a little bit with that, um, you know, and we, we want to help you it's lose very weight. But more importantly, when you're done the 12 weeks, we don't want to be like, OK, bye. Hope that worked. Whatever you lost, you lost. We want to make sure that we set you up so that week 13 when you're no longer looking for that live workshop to fall back on that support that you're able to stand strong on your own for the rest of your life, that you will never fall back to those limiting beliefs. You'll never let that self-sabotage in because it's not going to be irrelevant anymore. Uh, relevant. It's going to yeah. be irre- blah, blah, blah. So, irrelevant. So what it is, is that we take you from the current state that you're in right now, right? And you're in a hopeless, a stuck, you know, feeling just not good about yourself, feeling that there is no answer anywhere because you've tried everything. So we take you from there and guide you through finding what is going on with you, erasing that, giving you new beliefs, but guiding you 
through this the entire time. So you have not ours. There is nothing of ours being pushed on you. This is literally your mind would reject it. Us trying to this is us giving you your own beliefs and the guide to your beliefs and the way to it. Yeah. That sounds a little sketch. So how how do we know what their beliefs are? Just quickly. Talking to their subconscious mind in hypnosis. Yeah, but before that, when we learn about you, we ask you key things. What would life without this 85 pounds feel like to you? You'll say things like liberating, freeing, incredible. I'll have so much more confidence. I'll be excited. I'll have energy. And what we do, we put that into a script. Mm -hmm. When Kelly says we give you new beliefs, they are your beliefs that we are upgrading your subconscious programming with. There's not, it's not ours. It's not our wording. It's not our beliefs. It's what you want. We just enforce it. And so by the end of this, you walk away with fully the full capability and toolbox to do this yourself. You're not going to go dye your hair pink and wear those funky sunglasses unless you want to. We're not imprinting ourselves. If you want to do that, but it's completely, it's you. We are giving you back to you. We're giving you back to you. Yeah. And one of our, one of our clients who you will, you will hear from at some point, um, said to us at the end, like, thank you for giving me my life back. Yeah. She's a friend now. Yes. And that is what we are here to do. We're not here to give you a diet. We're not here to give you an exercise routine. We're not here to tell you what to eat. We're not here to tell you when to eat it or anything like that. This is what is made for you. We're going to help you find that. Yeah. And we're not going to do it for you. No. But we're going to teach you how to negotiate with yourself. Yes. And it's not a, it's not easy. Do not come if you are not ready to do it. Do not work with us if you are like kind of on the fence. Maybe I could lose a few pounds. Like this has to be like, I am ready to let it go. There is, there is nothing. If I don't do this, you know, I'm going to have surgery. Or if I don't do this, I'm not going to be able to show up. And look. and there's one minute left. Oh, we love you. Thank you. We'll be on TikTok. We'll be on TikTok coming right up. Yes. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Bye.